Hey there, Strong Mom. Welcome to the Mom's New Strong Show, a show that inspires, educates, and motivates you to ditch the weight loss and fitness drama and create a fit and healthy lifestyle that you love, all centered around down-to-earth and practical solutions that will leave you feeling inspired and ready to take action. I'm your host, Jessica May, fitness and nutrition coach, hot mess mama too, a recovering perfectionist, and a lover of all things sprinkles and Mexican food. I'm also a woman on a mission to help you strengthen your body and mind so that you can be the best version of yourself. Ready to unleash your inner and outer strong mom? Let's get started. Hey, strong moms. It feels so good to be back. It's been a whole month since I've uh, last podcasted. And the reason being is I've been recovering from my explant surgery. So today's episode is going to be my update. How did my explant go? How has recovery been? Also answering the big question, how do I feel? Is breast implant illness really real? Um, Also going to talk about you know, what they look like, some symptom updates, how my husband even feels about them, um, how I feel about breast implants now, and, you know, a message to um, those women that do have breast implants and are, or or even thinking about getting breast implants. So I want to address all that. And then I'm going to finish off with some resources. So if this is something that you want to look more into, there's um, some great resources I have available for you. Also, I've been um, keeping up with my journey on Instagram a lot. So if you are interested in seeing more of the progression of, um, you know, right before explant leading through ex- uh, to explant and then kind of like my recovery afterwards, I've been giving little updates over there. So I'm going to start off by um, let's just talk about explanting and how I was feeling right before explant because I think that is a really good segue into um, this whole thing and and will give you a good comparison. Like if you haven't really been following with my journey, I have done some podcast episodes on this, like my other symptoms. I am going to give a symptom update. I'm not going to spend tons of time on that, but guys, it got it got worse right before explant and. You know, the last two months up to explant were really tough. Everything kind of escalated, the fatigue, the feeling sick, the nausea, the headaches, um, dizziness, lightheadedness. That was really what I dealt with on a daily basis and um, to the point where it really was affecting my quality of life. I wasn't going to the gym as much. I uh, was sleeping in, so my morning routine was out the window Um, You know, there's times that I didn't even cook dinner um, because I was just too tired in the evenings to do that. There were a lot of times I was sitting on the couch. If you know me, I am a a go-go person. Like, I don't like to sit around. I don't like to take naps. I like to be productive. I like to do things. I have a hard time even sitting down and watching TV. (laughs) So for me to be on the couch is totally not, uh, not my personality, right? But I couldn't help it just because of how fatigue I was feeling. It was hard to get up in the mornings. It felt like every morning I woke up with a really bad hangover and then it just like a hangover that just lasted all day. But of course I wasn't even drinking. I can't, that's another thing. I couldn't even drink. My tolerance for alcohol was nothing. I mean, I already felt hungover without it. If I even had a couple of drinks, I would immediately get sick or I'd feel really sick the next day. So 
that was kind of like I said, leading up, it just escalated, especially because the last month I went ahead and got off all my supplements because there's certain supplements, even natural ones, um, that are not recommended right before surgery because they thin your blood. The same with also, you know, Tylenol and, um, and Advil and things like that. I stopped taking that, which I would take occasionally to help if my headaches got really, really bad. And so I didn't have any of that to fall onto. So it really also showed me like that those supplements, those organic supplements I was taking was really helping to keep the inflammation down. It was helping me to somewhat manage it, but it was just, um, yeah. So that really kind of shed some light on that too. And, re- and even the day that we left to Fort Worth area, because I had my surgery in Dallas, I had horrible car sickness the whole way. Um, I Car sickness is something I've had for years, but that's something that has um, started to slowly get worse. And this year has really been a breaking point on a lot of things. I feel now looking back that in January when I got the flu was really like the breaking point for my immune system because there was things that, you know, I was feeling, you know, prior years for a couple of years now, it's been a kind of like a slow creeper. But once I had the flu and it was like my immune system was compromised, it's been downhill since then. And it just every month would get worse and worse. Um, you know, these symptoms that were every once in a while were now every day. So that journey that traveled like two days before my surgery to the Fort Worth area was miserable. It was horrible. I had like just a horrible car sickness. I was nauseated all day. I had a throbbing headache literally all day. Um, and so that was basically how I felt going into explant. And I you know, the way that I felt about X-Plan, I was nervous, but it was a, it was more of an excitedness. I would have found myself like the like weeks leading up to it, I'd be in bed and I'd be laying there just like fantasizing, like, is this, how is this gonna help me? Like, is this gonna help me? Reading stories of other women that have their life had did a total 180 after they explanted and just like fantasizing, like, is this gonna be me? Because I am I'm done with this. I'm tired of feeling this way. It was definitely affecting my life. It was affecting my quality of life. It wasn't just a couple of symptoms that, you know, I learned to manage. It became to the point where it was debilitating. And I could see that if I didn't um, get relief in some way, I was probably going to be bedridden, which a lot of these women end up being bedridden from breast implant illness. And they accumulate all these autoimmune type diseases because their immune systems compromised from these implants. And I'll talk a little bit more about that later when, um, but I don't want to stick to my story. Um, so anyway, so the day before explant, I had a pre-op with Dr. Ryan Dallas, which he is amazing, by the way, I totally highly, highly recommend him probably the best. I'm, I'm not even exaggerating, like the best doctor that I've ever worked with because of his compassion, his caringness, his, um, his, like he, and also his staff is all like that too. So it was a wonderful experience. Um, and anyway, so I had uh, the pre-op. It was the first time I met him in person because I had our consult on a FaceTime. And he made me feel so comfortable that that night 
the before explant surgery, I actually slept better than I had in the past couple of days and weeks because I was anxious and nervous, you know, so it put me totally at ease. So the next day we wake up at seven, uh, we had to be there at 7am. We were living, I'm living, staying in Fort Worth at in-laws, had to go to um, Dallas area. So we woke up early because we didn't know what the traffic was going to be like, got there early, had to watch my husband eating breakfast in front of me and I couldn't eat anything because I had surgery um, and drink Starbucks. But anyway, so got in, had sad surgery. He was amazing. He like sat there and rubbed my arm right before I fell asleep and told me, ensured me everything was going to be okay. Um, And then I woke up. (laughs) And the first thing that I noticed, I was in pain. Um, of course, right, uh, my chest, but it wasn't it wasn't as much pain as initially when I got the implants. That's one thing that I did notice right away um, that it wasn't as much pain. So you know, once the the grogginess and everything wore off, I was like, wow, I feel good. Like, okay, I'm not gonna, uh, you know, I still probably have pain meds going through me. I did take some. I did get prescribed Tylenol with codeine, and I took that. Gosh, I only took it three times, like in three days, and that was it. Because um, the pain was just not, it was very manageable. I was able to manage it with extra strength child most of the time. But going back to right after explant, I felt good. I wasn't nauseous. I, which happened, uh, which by the way, I'd been nauseous every day leading up. Didn't have a headache. I felt pretty good. My body felt calm. That's like the best way I can describe it. Just like a, like my body could breathe, like it was calm and, and um, at peace that it just felt, I just felt very peaceful. Um, Like I said, wasn't chalking up to anything yet, because I know I was on pain meds and things like that. Uh, But I was able to eat my first meal was pho from a Vietnamese place in um, Fort Worth that I really like. And I had this like plan for weeks or actually months when I scheduled. I told my husband, that's going to be the first thing I want to (laughs) eat. And sure enough, it was delicious. It was great. Had that. um, And I had no problems like that day I felt really good. And a lot of these women that have breast implant illness in the, gr- in the group that I'm in, or even just like on social media, they will take a picture of their face, like that morning of explant or the day before, and then the day of explant, like after the explant, hours later. So I was like, I'm going to do it because I've seen some really extreme differences. And if you haven't been following me on Instagram, I have it posted my before and after picture of my face, and it is amazing. Um, so I took it in the bathroom because I figured, okay, I wanted the same lighting, and if I was out, like, you know, natural lighting would be different during the different times of day, right, if I was near a window. So I took it in the bathroom, same lighting, same position, same everything, guys. I did not touch those pictures. There's no filters on there at all. And you can see the inflammation gone in my face. Like I look younger. I look healthier. I look better. The moisture, that's one thing I noticed right after, after explant. Like I just got a lot of moisture in my face. I didn't realize that it was dry. And when I go over my symptoms with you guys, like I have symptoms that I figured were breast implant illness related going in, but I've had things that improved that I had no idea was going to be related to it, <laughs> which is like, like icing on the cake. It was amazing. 
so that was one of the one of those things like my lips always are chapped they've been like that for the past year or so they're always chapped and now they're not anymore like there's moisture in my face and my lips and even in my eyes that was another thing I noticed like my eyes were always like dry and then anytime I wore makeup they'd get even more irritated and then they get really watery I always thought it was allergies if you know if you've been around me in person I'm like you know always dabbing my eyes or I I had to retouch up my makeup because my eyes were always watering once I put makeup on, especially. So that was something that has improved and I haven't dealt with, <laughs> haven't dealt with that. Um, so those are some of the things I noticed immediately. Um, the next, so I had to have drains put in because you got to think there's a big object in your chest and you take it out. Uh, what's going to happen? Your body's going to start, you know, filling that with fluid uh, as that heals. So I had drains. Most doctors, it depends on the doctors on how long you do drains. Most of them do drains, and there's a very, there's some select few, few that I've heard that don't do drains. So he told me you'd have them in for three to five days. That kind of left me like on the weekend, and then that Monday was a holiday, and I was like, dang, like I hope <laughs> I don't have to wait all the way till Tuesday, right? So I had my explant on Wednesday. Um, and every day Dr. Rye called me to check on me and it was, it was amazing. So every day he checked on me, called me, how's your drains doing? How are you feeling? If I needed something or felt weird, then he would, I could call him. He'd be there immediately. So (laughs) direct to these drains. The first time that we had to, um, empty these drains. So this is my first night and I'm having to empty them. I had to empty them in the morning and in the, in the evening. So this is the first day evening. And I'm standing there and guys, these things are filled with blood and fluid and they're just not pretty looking, right? And I have to like, I attached, I have, there's like these plastic bulbs that they fill up and I like clip them onto my, my bandage because I have a wrap around my chest and I'm like, okay, I tell my husband, you need to come help me drain these things. And we got to see how much fluid is in them. So we figured easiest thing to do is I'll stand by the toilet and he'll drain them into the toilet after he, he records them. So I'm standing there. And I'm like, well, like watching him look at these like fluid, bloody things, um, filled bowl, plastic bulbs. And he's like measuring them and this and that. And then he starts to dump the first one out into the toilet. And immediately I just woo, I got really woozy. Like I wasn't even disgusted, but I got woozy and I basically practically fainted like I just like and it was so it was the weird it scared the shit out of me actually um because uh like I started to faint I could just saw everything tunnel vision going black and I, I told my husband I was like I don't feel good I don't feel good I'm, I'm gonna, and then and then he just had to grab me but he had to grab me like underneath my arms and you know like all that you don't realize how much everything's attached to like your chest muscles and so I was afraid that he was gonna like something was gonna rip or and then at the same time I'm trying not to pass out (laughs) you know everything's getting black and woozy and so then he sits me down on the bed and we sit there and I just take big deep breaths and I'm having to like and slowly my vision comes back and I've never fainted before so I don't it was like a total new experience for me but I guess just my body's reaction to like seeing like my blood you know all this fluid like coming out of me and I was just anyway so after that I regained myself went back into the restroom this time our strategy was and this is what we did for the rest of the time being is I sat on the toilet and he got a plastic a cup and he would drain them into the plastic cup and I wouldn't look 
<laughs> and then um, and then he would dump the plastic cup into the toilet. Um, but I would be sitting the whole time, you know, ever in case. But it, it wasn't too bad. So I had the drains in um, for four days. And um, I think it was three or four days. So let me think. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I got them out. And by Saturday that morning, I was able to empty my own drains. It wasn't that big of a deal. So if you happen to end up having drains for longer, don't worry. You're not gonna. You're kind of gonna get over that initial shock. And then, of course, it was my first day out of surgery. A lot. I felt great, but of course, my body's healing. Um, some other things that I've noticed. And by the way, just on a caveat, or just like a little extra thing to like say even more good things about Dr. Rye. He came in on a Saturday to empty my drains because he knew we were from out of town so that we can leave earlier. Like I'm saying the best doctor ever guys. Awesome. Um, so the other things that I've noticed in the first few days of X planning was I had energy. I wasn't fatigued. And if I was tired, it was a different tired. It was like a normal tired since X plant has been like that. I haven't been that extreme fatigued sitting on the couch I have to rest I can't literally get out of bed I can't you know before it was like my alarm would go off my alarm would go off and I'd have to force myself to get out of bed even though I've slept 10 hours 11 hours like I would be sleeping in because I just felt and I still feel tired after that you know um so now it's just a normal like body tiredness or I noticed like sometimes I'd get tired Every once in a while, I get a couple of days where I was tired here and there because maybe I just did a lot the day before and I got to realize like my body's healing, right? But immediately I had energy. It was it was awesome. The next morning after x I woke up at 6 a.m. and I was like ready to go, like zinging, like I'm, I feel like really good, but I made myself go back to bed. I said, no, you need to lay down. You need to rest. You need your extra, you need, your body needs the extra rest. So I, I read to help kind of calm me back down, went back to sleep for like a couple hours and got up. So that was kind of like my first week. It was like waking up early, ready to go, but I would make myself rest. And that's how I felt the whole time. I really had to make myself rest because I did have way more energy. Now the second week, so the first week we stayed uh, we stayed there in um, Fort Worth. The second uh, week I went to my parents and I stayed with them for three weeks because so that the way they can help me with the kids because I couldn't lift, you know, anything over 10 pounds for the first four weeks. Um, and my kids are, you know, there's times I have to physically, literally pick them up and take them away from what they're doing, you know, and my kids are smart. They would start to realize, oh, mommy can't pick me up. Mommy can't like do things. So I can actually act out and do whatever I want and mommy won't be able to come get me and my son would immediately pick on that immediately so stayed with my parents the second week I started to get more tired feeling and ran down but it wasn't like once again it wasn't like a sick feeling like I was having every day sure enough I started my period so it was like okay I was just PMSing my body was a little bit more tired and so once I finished my period that went away my period was normal like um pms was an extreme because that's one of the issues i started dealing with that got worse and worse over time was right before my period um for like a week i would get anxiety really bad um i wasn't really open about this but i would get depression again like i would get a wave of depression it was just like what's the point like i wouldn't want to get out of bed i wouldn't want to do anything i didn't like see the point or joy in doing things that i enjoyed and that's what i feel like you know that got worse right before 
um, my periods, but I felt, I started feeling like that all the time where I just didn't have like this zest for life anymore. Um, and that's totally not me. And, uh, you know, I struggled with depression for like 10 years and, um, that was like year, that's been like eight or nine years ago since that. And I've done the work, I've done internal work over and over and over to not um, be that in that kind of headspace. And so for me to fall back into that, that was really hard for me. It's also really hard when you're going to the doctor and you're getting tests on. And, you know, I went to the doctor initially the beginning of the year thinking I had, I was developing an autoimmune issue because of my symptoms, what they mimicked an autoimmune all my blood work was fine. And it got to the point where she was asking me, like, do you have a history of depression? And of course, I do. And I explained that to her. And she's like, well, I think that you're depressed. I think you need, or maybe you're depressed. You need to take, try, just try the depression pills. And I was just, so that kind of like was a mind F, like, (laughs) fuck, you know, like, what is, uh, what is, uh, is this really just that? Is it just in my head? Like, there's just so many mixed emotions leading up to X planning that I can't even, like, it, it, I just have to say that what I did was in full faith because there's no positive way to know you have breast implant illness. There's no way to know that they're affecting you like this until you take them out. So it's on pure faith, like, and gut instinct. Like, I just went with my gut and, you know, no, this is not to be taken lightly. This is a major surgery. This is thousands of dollars, you know, 6,000, no, a little over 6,000, like 6,500, 700 for my explant and my pathology. So it's not to be taken lightly. So it really upsets me when people are like, oh, this whole breast implant illness thing is a fad. And it's like, do you really think that women are going, doing a major surgery that costs thousands of dollars where their boobs could possibly look deformed afterwards just for a fad. Like, no, this is a legit thing. Um, this is, this is a, you know, when you're reading these insane stories of before and after, it's, I can say with the fact now, because I'm going through this or I have gone through this, that it is legit. Like it is like, I'm serious. I felt different immediately after surgery. I looked different immediately after surgery. There is a, you know, that I, and if you know me guys, I've been like complete 100% authentic on my whole journey and explaining everything. I even said that from the beginning, you know, when I, if I get out of explant and, you know, it didn't fix anything or whatever, I'm going to be honest, but I felt like that was the first step I needed to take out. There's no denying that these foreign objects were causing immune response in my body. You know, if you look at explant pictures, you can look at mine on my Instagram. There's a capsule, there's scar tissue that forms around the implant. This is your body's response. This is actual proof that your body is fighting these implants because it's a foreign object. Think about how your body reacts, even if you get a splinter in your finger. And I've done this before. You get a splinter and I just couldn't get it out. And guess what? I left it in there. Weeks later, my body physically pushed it out. So that's a splinter in your skin. Think about a big foreign object that's right over some of your most vital organs, like your heart. You know, uh, that is is not to be taken lightly and your body is going to be in constant immune response. Now, you know, I'm going to talk a little bit later about how I feel, you know, should everybody be scared that has implants or should you shy away from implants? And I'll give you my opinion of that in a little bit. But let me go ahead and stay on track a little off. (laughs) So as the time went on, went to my parents' house, there's a few other things that I have noticed um, that were insane so 
back to car sickness. Remember I told you the way to Fort Worth, I was car sick, right? I couldn't, and I'm talking car sickness where if I, I can't look out the window, I can't look at my phone, I sure as hell can't read. If I even was to like go and like do something in the backseat or turn around and get something in the floorboard, I would, it would make the sickness worse. Or if I wasn't sick, this is how my car sickness was. If I had to turn around to buckle up my kid in the backseat, um, I had to tell my husband, stop, like you can't, like you can't back up because him backing up with me just turned around like that, immediately car sickness for the whole time. So we go to get my drains out. It's my first time in a car on Saturday and nothing, (laughs) like no car sickness. And I'm freaking out. I'm like, and I'm pretty sure the first few weeks, my husband, I still do this now. I'm like, dude, this is insane. Like, I'll be like, I don't feel this or I don't feel that. Or like, man, I just feel so freaking good and no car sickness. And it's an hour trip no car sickness and so afterwards I'm like let's test this out even more like let's go eat somewhere let me go get something sweet let me because that's another thing I used to get if I ate something really high carb if I junk food if I eat sweets especially if I eat sweets immediately triggers a headache immediately feel like shit that was gone I didn't have that and I was like I said mind-boggling so I'm like all excited and giddy that day because of that not only that but I got the drains out those things are freaking annoying (laughs) it was way better without them so that's something that I noticed I wasn't expecting so on the way to my parents' house, which was like a four-hour trip, I read in the car, I <laughs> like was on my phone, I was doing things, and no car sickness, and I felt good. Another thing that I noticed immediately after explant is my vision. Things just looked clear. It was like a veil had been literally lifted off my eyes, and it's just everything looked vibrant. And you know, and I even still do this like a month later, especially if I'm outside, something's really colorful. There's a lot of natural light. I'll just be looking at it and like, oh, like, wow, like I just, everything, life just feels more vibrant. Colors look more vibrant. Um, it's like I said, it's just insane. Like the, the things that I have noticed. So now let's talk a little bit about detoxing. So I had some little weird issues that happened and I noticed I'm not alone on this because I'm in a Facebook group with 80,000 plus women and a lot of them have explanted. A lot of them have have had these issues. So after explant a week later, or not even like almost a week, I started getting itchy rash underneath my armpit. Um, I started getting like smelly, really smelly bo like underneath my armpits and that is like not not me (laughs) i usually don't have any problems in that department and here i am scratching my armpits and they're itchy and they're smelly (laughs) i know that sounds really gross but it's pretty common and i pretty much talked it up with like i think this is like me detox i think this is my body trying to detox and then i started getting a rash on my leg um, and yeah, so that lasted about three or four days. I even called my doctor cause I was concerned that maybe I was having a reaction. Um, so by this time it was like getting close to like two weeks and he's like, no, he's like, there's nothing that, you know, in your IV or the anesthesia that could be causing that. If it continues, you know, you might want to go to a doctor or dermatologist. Luckily that past but I have a friend who has explanted that I met through that group and she's still struggling with the rash months later and I'm pretty sure that it is part to detoxing so if your liver gets over over 
burden because your liver helps like to detox. It helps to like get rid of um, toxins and things like that. So if it gets burdened, then those toxins can kind of start trying to come out through your pores. You can start having skin issues. So that was one detoxing thing that I had. Another thing was I started taking like uh, magnesium um, Epsom salt baths uh, because that kind of helps too with like the whole detoxing. And afterwards I'd be like nauseous and kind of just not feeling that great and then it would go away. Um, So those are kind of some weird little things that I've had happen to me. Another thing that was really weird that happened to me before I got into my symptoms um, or really just listing everything out is that I, on week two, I was putting something in the oven, which I was all within my means of restrictions towards from my doctor. And I like accidentally almost dropped the dish and I flinched, you know, like, I don't know if you know, like have, if you know what I'm talking about, like something accidentally drops, like, like, you know, like, I don't know. That was like my best (laughs) way of verbalizing. It was like, oh, you know, so I, I grabbed it. And at the same time, I felt on my left side, I felt like a tearing and I immediately freaked out. So I put down the dish and I just sat there on the ground and I kind of, I'm freaking out for a minute, waiting for the pain to come and then the pain doesn't come. I'm like, okay, what the, like, okay, I did something. I don't know what I did, uh, but I think I should be in pain right now. Like, I don't know, right? And so, um, anyways, so that happened and I just wasn't too sure what to think about it. And, um, what I kind of figured it was like the next day I woke up in that side on my stitching, it felt flatter. So I felt like, okay, maybe that was like some of the skin tissue, the scar tissue from the incision. It was like releasing, right? Cause my immediately thought was like, oh, I pulled my muscle because I had to have, um, muscle, I might have had my muscles researchered onto my chest wall, like, cause so, or my, yeah, <laughs> like my rib cage. I can't talk. So I'm trying to put together what I'm saying because when they go in and he did explant right so they take out all the scar tissue around the implant and the implant itself so my scar tissue just to kind of give you an idea it was in my armpit it was attached to my rib cage it was up towards my collar like these things like I'm not that big of a person and my implants were a pretty wide they were like a moderate profile so they weren't like a low profile or they're like the medium ones but I had some pretty major side boobage. (laughs) So, you know, he took all that out. So why he did that, since my implants were like taking up that much space, I guess over time they had pushed my chest muscles up because they have to cut into your chest muscles to place the implants in, especially also to get them out. (laughs) So um, he said my, my chest muscles were very high, so he sutured them back down. Um, so when I felt that, I really thought, oh shit, I just tore that suture. But, you know, I later talked to him about it because it kind of felt weird. It still feels kind of weird. My left side was, has been my problem child since the beginning. It's the left side that I felt that in. The left side had more fluid. The left side had more pain. The left side is smaller, (laughs) more concave looking than my other one. It's just been my problem child. So you know, he said that's exactly what it was. It was just, you know, there's multiple layers um, of tissue that had to be like in that incision. And just one of those layers probably released. And that was what I felt. And I'm not too sure what's going on with this one. I was kind of concerned. Like when I push off 
or certain ways that I activate that chest muscle, it almost feels like it's coming off. Like, oh shit, how can you, how can I explain this? Like, it's not fully attached. Like, it's like coming up and then going back down. Like, a, this like um, lifting up sensation is happening when I'm like pushing off certain things. I don't know what that is. I got to think like my, there was an implant in between my rib and my muscle. Maybe my muscle still trying to reattach in that area. I don't know what it is. There's no pain with it. I kind of tried to explain it to my doctor. He said, you know, it's nothing right. It's nothing to worry about. Um, that I'm probably going to feel a lot of weird things and, you know, throughout this healing process. So I'm kind of leaving it with that. I did, I, it's been four weeks, so I have had been released to exercise, but I'm definitely taking it slow. If you see me at the gym, I'm just doing a little bit of resistant bands. I'm also doing like vertical, uh, speed walking. Let me get some, um, blood flow. Let me got uh, some sweating. I'm trying, I really wish that there was a sauna. I really wish our gym had a sauna. That is something that would be really good for my detoxing. So I'm just trying to naturally get work up a sweat during my, my workouts right now. And then I'm just doing some resistant bands, very lightweight body weight kind of exercises and taking it easy. And I've been off for four weeks. I'm a very avid person to work out. I mean, I did, like I said, leading up to explant was working out less and less, but even just the resistant band and doing all that, I'm, I'm sore. You know, my body is out of, a little out of shape right now. It's been a month. So I'm just going to take it easy. There's no point in going like, you know, back to doing everything I'm doing. I know I'm going to have to work my way back up to that, but I'm feeling great. I really am. I am (laughs) really excited to be back in the gym. So let's just talk about my symptoms real quick. I'm not going to make this like, a really long thing. I'm just going to go through it like on a list form and I'm going to tell you what has improved. And, you know, there's a few things I'm still kind of struggling with. You know, I can't expect my body to completely recover in a month. There's been, I've had these implants in for eight years and they were wrecking havoc on my immune system. So I can't, like I said, I can't expect to get 100% better, but there's a lot of things that are 100% better numbing tingling in arms that way and this is something that would wake me up at night something i've had for a few years it got worse over time i thought it was carpal tunnel it is not that has been gone i have not had that at, at all in this past four weeks no more numb t- and numbing and tingling in my arms and hands I'm like yes that's awesome so i don't know what it was maybe my implants were on a nerve i don't know if it's a neurological thing um it's gone right? (laughs) It's gone. Joint pain. I still have joint pain. That is one of the only things that that has not improved since explant. So I don't know if that's just lingering inflammation that has to go away in my body. I really feel like my joint pain is inflammation related and not. At one point in time, I thought it was from working out, but guys, I haven't been working out for a month. I was working out less and less over the past months, and this has not improved. If not, it has gotten worse at times. So I really do feel like it's an inflammatory response, not an overusage or overuses of my my joints. Anyways, that's still there. I'm going to give that time. I'm still detailed toxin. Um, and if it's not getting better in the next month, I'm probably going to go see a doctor again to go see what kind of, um, like, like, um, like I said, inflammation response. I've been going to the chiropractor before leading up to my surgery. And I feel like it has got given this minimum relief, which is another reason I think it's an inflammatory thing. Uh, so anyway, so that has not improved. Swollen hands and feet when I wake up, feeling hung over when I woke up, wake up, 
that is gone. There's a couple of times I've woken up and felt a little groggy. And I think it's because I woke up like in the middle of a sleep cycle, um, like things like that. But it's not like once I get up, I'm good. Like, and that's another thing. It's not hard to get up in the mornings. It's not like I have to force myself to get up. I get up, I have natural energy. Like I don't have to rely on caffeine anymore. That's what I was doing for months leading up to X-Plant was I was having like a couple of cups of coffee in the morning and then having like uh, an, an energy drink throughout the day just to manage, just to still be tired on the couch later. And I haven't, I had one cup of coffee in the last two and a half weeks and that was yesterday and or three weeks. And um, I couldn't even finish the cup of coffee because I was getting too much energy. I was like, I drank like half of it. And I was like, okay, I'm good. <laughs> like I really just wanted it for the taste, but now I'm just like, I'm zinging and I don't need it. Let's see, night sweats, haven't had that, that's gone. Reoccurring yeast infections, I think that has gotten better and I'm probably gonna give a little TMI here. <laughs> um, but my husband is the one that has told me he thinks that this is gone, but it really would flare up and my symptoms would be noticeable right before my period. I felt like I felt that before my period, that was two weeks afterwards. Um, so I'm gonna kind of see how my next period goes, but you know, the whole situation down there has been a lot better. My libido's back. <laughs> you know, when you're sick, you don't want to have sex. And then on top of that, I was like having issues being dry and then things just not, just not flowing down there. And my husband has even noticed a difference down there. So I'm hoping that that's gone. Uh, brain fog. Uh, I didn't realize I was having really bad brain fog. That is slowly improving. Like at first I still kind of had it and that's improving over time. Uh, just to kind of give a little side note, it was to the point where like I, it was hard to do two things at once. Like if my kids were fighting or trying to talk to me as I'm like pulling out of a parking lot, I'm like, okay guys, you got to just stop talking. I have to concentrate. Like it was hard to concentrate. I would forget things. I would forget words. My husband had this saying and he would be like, can you just finish a sentence or can you stick to one topic? Cause I'd be all over the place. It'd be hard to finish the sentence. And I really feel like that is slowly getting better. Headaches haven't had any headaches, they're gone. <laughs> it's like, yes, daily headaches, throbbing, pounding headaches are gone. Feeling like I'm getting the flu or feverish, that is gone, has not happened. And I was getting that every day for the last couple of months. Um, back pain, that I still have. That is kind of part of like my joint issue. I have lower back pain. I was hoping um, that would get better. Um, that's still there. Shortness of breath, gone. Heart populations, gone. IBS symptoms, slowly improving. I had some really good digestion like for the first couple of weeks. Like really, I my, my bowels were working good. I was starting, but I was also taking these new probiotics and I think they really were helping and now I'm having like yeah it's kind of going back to a little sluggishness but it overall is getting better and has improved uh fatigue improves like completely it has improved that's about basically gone uh, I had some fatigue right before my period but it was normal I was still able to do stuff uh I haven't had crippling fatigue all right anymore irritability that has been improving because, and I think a lot of it is when you feel like shit, you're getting, you're going to be irritable, a lot more irritable. Bloating, that is getting better. So that's kind of been, kind of ties into like my IBS issues, my, um, 
digestion. And I know that's something I'm going to have to continue to work on. I started, I, I'm starting to eat more like a paleo diet. If that doesn't really help improve things in the next couple months, then I'm going to go to an anti-inflammatory. But I feel like my stomach is just healing right now from all the inflammation. Um, metallic taste and mouth haven't gotten that so far, but that's not something I'd have all the time. So I'd have to kind of give that a few months to see. Uh, severe PMS. My PMS was better this past right after explant, but I was still recovering. So I want to wait till my next period to really see. Nausea, gone. I've had a, I've had some nausea here and there, and I think it might be more like, I, I don't know, like I said, a detoxing because I started detoxing and taking things. And there's certain things that I do that that's when I notice nausea, but it's not all day. It's not, um, yeah, it's just maybe kind of, I get a little bit. It's not like I'm waking up with it and it stays all day. Lightheadedness, gone. Difficulty breathing during exercise. Dizziness and lightheaded during exercise. I've been to the gym two times. going to be my third today. That is not there. I can actually breathe. Like I feel like, like I'm doing right now. Like I can actually take a real yoga breath. Like I thought I was deep breathing all these years, but I'm like, nope, I was not. Uh, so these, those are things that I was hoping would go away that are that I figured were related to my breast implants. These are things that. I was not anticipating (laughs) that I'm like really excited about. So one thing is sensitivities to smells like chemical smells, perfumes, things like that. Like I can't clean with bleach or I'd immediately get a headache. I I can't, I hardly wear perfume because it gives me headaches being around somebody like, especially a guy that has like tons of cologne gives me a headache going into like a department store, anywhere like that, that has like these heavy perfumey, fumey things. Oh, uh, fueling my car. All those things would give me headaches. And that has not happened. I've, I don't have that issue. I can like another example is um, I have a Scentsy in the house or even like putting car fresheners in the car. Like I have to take them out. My husband will put them in there once. I'm like, oh, my gosh, it give me a headache. I have to take it out. Same with the Scentsy. Towards the end of my ex-plant, I couldn't even turn the Scentsy on anymore. I had to turn it off. It was like the smell would just give me a headache. And now I'm no, no issues, <laughs> no issues. It's so awesome, uh, which I have done research and that is related to heavy metal toxicity, which I do know I have some heavy metal toxicity. I did a hair analysis test and I came up positive for these high levels of toxicity and turns our metals and turns out like six to seven of them were linked to my breast implants. <laughs> Great, right? The shell of my breast implants. Um, sugar and food headaches, gone. I already kind of explained that. Dude, food cravings. I don't have food cravings. I don't. I don't have food cravings. Freaking awesome. I had some on my right before my period with PMS, but I've, I've talked that up to like normal stuff. I've got no food cravings and I was getting really intense food cravings. And But I also think it's linked to like not feeling good. My personality uh, is if I'm not feeling good, if I feel sick, I want to eat all the junk food. I don't know what, what it is, but that's just me. No food cravings, dry eyes, better. I'd not like my eyes aren't watering because they're dry all the time. If that makes any sense. I'm thinking that's what it was. They're just dry. You know, that's not happening anymore. Clearer vision. I talked about that dry skin and lips. Nope. That was something that improved. Car sickness gone. Even my nails guys, my nails are nicer and prettier and stronger. Um, and dark circles under my eyes gone. I had this vein under one of my left eyes. I noticed this yesterday. I told my husband, Hey, you remember that vein that would like 
was really prominent underneath my eye. It was all purple and nasty looking. I was like, look, it's pretty much completely faded now. It's gone. Like, I guess that makes sense with all the headaches. Maybe somehow I wasn't getting enough blood restriction or there was something with my blood pressure. Uh, maybe that's why I had like those that vein in my eye like kind of popping out. It was like right, right underneath. But yeah, I, my skin looks better. That's another thing I forgot to say during my little you know, part of detoxing can be breaking out. And the first week after explant, when I got that rash underneath my armpit, I actually did break out, but it was like weird. It was like a rashy kind of like really small pimply breakout. It was, it was weird. Um, and that got better. I even was getting like r- rough dry patches on my eyelids. It was, it was weird. <laughs> but I, and like I said, I think that is just like a little bit detoxing that's gotten better or has gone away. Uh, Poor sleep. I didn't realize that I was getting really bad sleep. I was waking up multiple times a night. I I don't know what I was blaming it on. Like there's, like I said, guys, looking back, a lot of these things I blamed on, you know, I'm a mom or I've just been working out hard or I've been doing a lot. Like I'm getting older, even though I'm only 32 and no, all excuses. It was, it was related to my breast implants or whatever my breast implants were doing to my immune system. So been sleeping throughout the night, getting restful sleep. Allergies, guys. I have allergies. If you know me, I tell you I have allergies. I constantly have, or well, had a post nasal drip. Like my nose was always running. Um, I would get like itchy throat, and I would have sinus issues. I'd have like a sinus infection every year. I don't have allergies. Like I don't have the nasal drip. I've had maybe my nose got stuffy. I don't know, it gets stuffy here and there, but it's not like a constant nose dripping. Um, when I went to my parents and I stayed there for three weeks, that was, they live in the hill country and it's like summertime. <laughs> you know, usually that's a big trigger for me and I have to take allergy medicine every day. I only had to take allergy medicine one day while I was there and my throat got a little itchy and I got a little stuffy and that was it. That was it. You know, I mean, like my allergies are better. Um, low libido, that has definitely improved. <laughs> Um, I had also, I didn't realize I was having intolerances to hot and cold. So I'd get really hot or I get really cold really easily. And, um, like that kind of would contribute to, like I said, in the middle of the night, I would have night sweats and I haven't had that. I haven't woken up. I think that was a lot of me waking up. I was just get really hot. I'd get, I'd be really cold right before bed. And then I'd be really hot in the middle of the night and it would wake me up. And then I would, um, there'd be days like I was, it was not even like maybe it was like a, uh, like, well now two months ago. And this is when it's getting hot outside guys. And there'd be days where I'm like, I'm cold. And I'd be like in the house, like wearing stuff I'd wear, like if it was winter and I'm like, what the hell is going on that I've noticed is not there anymore. (laughs) So those are a lot of things. Also anxiety has gotten better. I was having like social anxiety. I didn't want to get out of the house. I didn't want to see people. I was starting to get into like a depressive funk. And I'm feeling like that has slowly, that has, is going away and getting better and better and better. And, and, and that makes me feel good because that was totally not my personality type. I'm not so irritable with my kids. Like that's something I wanted to talk about is like how 
uh, how this is really had affected. It was, it was affecting my freaking quality of life. It was taking my zest for life, it was taking like that funness. And I've noticed now that I'm more flirty with my husband and more um, patient with my kids. You know, when I'm sitting on the couch and I'm not, I wasn't feeling good and they wanted something, I would get so frustrated because it was took so much energy just for me to get off the couch. Like I didn't want to get up. So I found myself now I'm playing with my kids more. I'm giving them more attention. I'm more, uh, I'm laughing more. I'm in a better mood more because I don't feel like shit anymore. (laughs) Like, it's just amazing the difference in just a month. So going back, um, you know, the difference, let's talk about the difference in how I look because I'm pretty sure some of you women are thinking, okay, well, what about your breasts? Like, what do they look like? And they're, um, they're just, they're not, um, they don't look the same, of course. <laughs> I went from a full C to a barely or almost a double A. And they did, they are slowly getting a little bit better. Um, when I first got them out, they looked like two shriveled up raisins and they were just skin flaps, <laughs> basically. And they've slowly gotten better, but I'm still concaved at the top. Uh, I still lack a lot of volume. They're still saggy. The nipples are still, the skin's slowly toning up and I've been like massaging them, putting essential oils and things like that on there. And I've slowly noticed, have noticed improvements on that end, but they haven't really gotten any volume in them so I would assume that they look like breastfed boobies like really small ones um they're saggy (laughs) the nipples are too big (laughs) like I just told you all my dirty laundry um but I want to be like realistic because despite how they look um I do not regret it. Like, I'm so happy I did this. I wish I would have done it earlier. I feel like breast implant illness is a slow creeper. It happened over years. Like, it was just like a couple of things here, a couple of things there. And then it's just like, okay, now those things were every once in a while. Now they're more often. And then it can be, and then to the point where right before explant, it's every day. It was every day that I was experiencing these things. But looking back, I can see how they slowly accumulated. And, um, you know, I don't know. I say like the last two years is really when it started. But to be completely honest, when I got my implants in, I was not a health conscious. I wasn't living a healthy lifestyle. A year after I got my implants in is when I started having a lot of things flare up. I had a horrible cystic, like horrible acne, really bad to the point where people like giving me like products to try because like they're like, oh my gosh, like you look bad. Um, you know, it, it just was affecting my self-esteem really bad too. My PMS got really bad. I started having unexplainable things. I had the tingling and numbing, actually, now I think about it, in my arms, and I would have chest pains. Um, and never, never did I think it was my implants, right? And never talked it up to that. So I saw a naturopathic doctor, and that dramatically improved. A lot of those things went away, like the IBS issues, the hormones, the things, all those things. I started living a healthier lifestyle, and it got so much better. And then over the years, those things started slowly popping back up, regardless of me living in a healthier lifestyle. And I think it was just eventually my immune system got to the point where it just couldn't manage those those things anymore because it was on a constant high alert with the implants so, and, to, and that, that was hard for it to deal with all the other issues right so all these issues started coming back so my healthy lifestyle had really was all it was was a band-aid it was making it easier and I want to put it into this analogy I think this would really you know especially if you have breast implants and you're like oh my gosh is this going to affect me 
And it's like, okay, so think of you have a bucket. It's your stress bucket, right? And so we're constantly filling our stress bucket with stressors, right? You know, um, you might have uh, handling a health condition that's filling up your bucket. You have breast implants that's putting something in your bucket, right? It's causing an immune response on your body. You are uh, stressed at work. You are this, like all these little things that we have stress, right? But as long as our stress bucket doesn't get overflown, we can pretty much deal with a lot of these things. Yet, are we living optimal health? No, but you're not going to be bedridden. You're not going to be like so sick. But once that bucket overflows, that's the breaking point. That's the tipping point. That's when you're going to start seeing all these issues. That's when all these women start seeing issues. That's why it's so hard to know when this is going to affect you, right? So if you go and you go into these Facebook groups or you talk to women that have breast implant illness, they'll tell you, oh, I was fine for X amount of years and all of a sudden I started getting sick. Some of them get sick right away. It's just my theory, and, and this is based on a lot of research now and I think this makes complete sense, is you just don't know when it's going to be. You just It's when that tipping point, that breaking point, when you've added, when your stress bucket gets completely overflown and that's when you have issues. For me, it was getting the flu. That was the tipping, the absolute tipping point because before I was able to semi-manage things. It was getting worse slowly, but after I got the flu, it's been downhill and I just could not catch up and it just got worse and worse and worse no matter what I did, no matter how healthier I ate, no matter how much I, you know, natural supplements I took, all this stuff, right, just did not help. So that was my tipping point. So that kind of goes into, you know, how um, how do I feel about breast implants now? That chalks it up. It's like if you want to get breast implants, totally your call. But if you are somebody who has an autoimmune issue, if you're somebody that has health problems, I totally advise do not get them because it's just going to excavate. It's going to make those issues worse because it's going to put a stress on your immune system and your immune system's already in stress. So... I highly don't recommend them for those type of people. If you are very healthy, you live a healthy lifestyle, and you really just take that risk on your health and know eventually they could affect you, then that's your decision, right? And you you should not feel bad about that decision at all or feel guilty about it. And who's to say, you know, when and if, you know, when and if. Maybe you can keep it, like it's not gonna be that big of a response onto your to your body. Um, do also know that these implants are made out of toxic things and they, um, they leach into your system, right? Your body is, when it's putting that capsule around it, it's also breaking down your implant. That's why the rate of rupture goes up every year with implants because your body is breaking down that implant. So do know you have to get them replaced every eight to 10 years as well. You know, and I don't know if you're willing to go through surgeries like that later. Um, it's a major surgery, you know, under an, a general anesthesia, if you want to do that later in your life. And also know that once you get them out, your breasts might not look the same. You know, you could be deformed. You could have adhesions, which the skin like makes folds in your breast, you know, because it's adhering to your chest cavity if you don't have enough breast tissue, um, which I was, I'm really lucky. I don't have that issue, but my breasts don't, they don't look the same, you know, and I, but I know I have months to go still for healing and stuff. So I'm very hopeful and I'm fine with the way they look. And to be honest, my husband has been great. He's been super supportive through all this. And he, 
you know, since I've been back, I mean, our sex life is freaking awesome. Like it it was before, but it kind of took a toll when I'm not feeling that good. Me and him are like, we're just both very sexual people. So, you know, I have a thing where it's like, I have to like, I'm like, okay, one, one week is my limit. Like you better, you know, but now it's like every day we're and it's just in it and it's just great. So it hasn't affected my love life. Um, my husband has not made me feel any less attracted to him. If anything, I feel even more attractive. And like I said, I've been flirty. I've been, we've been having a lot of fun. Um, and so it hasn't affected it. And he, you know, he has said that it is adjustment and it's adjustment for me too. You know, I went from a full C to basically I'm flat and he like jokes around like, you know, that sometimes I'll, he'll forget about it and I'll turn around and be like, oh, like where'd your boobs go? You know, like he's thinking that in his head, he said, cause it's like, there's nothing, <laughs> it's like, there's nothing there. Um, but he's not a boob guy. He's a butt guy. And, uh, so luckily I got that going for me. So he's not, he's not too worried about it. He did say they kind of look like, <laughs> this is horrible. I cannot believe I'm admitting this. He said they look like sad mommy puppy dog boobs. <laughs> and I was like, what? He's like, that's what they remind me of right now. They remind me of saggy mommy puppy dog boobs. And I'm like, thanks, babe. I really want my boobs to be <laughs> like, he compared them to a dog. Um, so <laughs> that totally puts it in perspective now, right? No, exactly how my boobs look. Um, but it's like I said, that's going to get better with time. I'm being faithful and being honest. I mean, I'm crossing, being hopeful is what I'm hoping. If not, oh, well, I'll deal with it. It's fine. And then I also have four and a half inch scars running underneath each of my breasts. Um, but it's okay. I don't mind scars. They tell a story, right? Um, now kind of going to go ahead and wrap this up for you guys. I think I got pretty much everything out that I wanted to say. Um, you know, just like a disclaimer too, if you do have breast implants or you're thinking about getting them, like totally don't want to make you feel guilty. Don't want to make you feel bad for your decision. You already have them. What's done is done. Just know, you know, I really hope this is what my hope was through all this. It's not to make anybody feel bad. It's not to say I'm better because you, because I got my implants out and I'm taking care of myself like, and you're not because you have them like, no, no, it just, just know, you know, that they're, um, if you do start experiencing these things, this is why I'm sharing my story, then you'll know what it is. And I, my hope is, you know, you know, before it gets really bad, because to be completely honest, I could have, I saw my path going towards like destruction. <laughs> like I was going to be eventually bedridden. I just know it, like the way I was going and the way that I was going downhill, um, and, and that affects your relationships, right? That was affecting my relationship with my kids. It was affecting my relationship with my husband. I mean, I wasn't showing up as the best person and for them, which is really hard because that's so much of my message. And I felt like such a hypocrite. I'm like, man, I am not showing up as my best self. I am not, I don't feel healthy. I don't have energy. I'm doing all the things that I tell these women to do and it's not working for me. And I felt like a hypocrite. And if you noticed, I was really backed off on social media because it was hard. It was hard for me to share, like do this and do that without me having those results. It was just, it was hard. And I just didn't feel like, and that's another thing. I just didn't feel like doing anything. Like I felt I lost that like passion. I really did. I lost that passion. And I hate for anybody to kind of go to even go down that route at all and not know. And it was some woman's story that I read on Instagram and how she felt afterwards and her symptoms that were like mine 
that got me to think about breast implant illness, like to really look into it and think, is this something that could be affecting me? And based on that, like it was that I was just like, wow, like if I hadn't had she hadn't shared that if women weren't brave enough to share their stories, then they wouldn't help people like where I was in my position. And I've been so grateful that that I've had such a positive um, people being so positive about this, even women that have breast implants that are my friends have been so positive. And I've even had women that have messaged me or commented on my posts. And it's like, because of your story, like I decided I don't want breast implants. And that makes me so happy. And I don't want to take that away from them, that option. But I was able to share my story in a way that made them come to their own conclusion that they felt like it wasn't worth the risk for their health. And you know, I just wish I had that whenever I was trying to decide to get a breast implants. You know, it was a lot younger. Yes, I don't know how much it would have weighed on my decision, but my doctor told me these were completely safe lifetime devices. I was told I would never have to get them replaced unless they ruptured, which is a complete lie. You have to get them replaced like every ten, eight to 10 years because they disintegrate. Um, so you know, I wish I would have had that going into this journey. Maybe I would have thought to changed my decision. Maybe not. Maybe I just, you know, I feel like things happen for a reason. I think it was meant to happen this way. So that way I could share my story. And even if that meant to reach a few women, which I already know I have, like it made all this journey worth it. And not only that, but the silver lining is in this is this has helped me to re-come back to um, my health, to become more aware of my health. You know, for the past few years, yes, I live healthier, but I've been more wrapped up into the whole fitness, right? That whole aesthetics of things because that's really what I do. I'm a personal trainer and nutrition coach for moms and for women that want to get sexy and tone. And I want to look that part. That's a big thing for me in my brand and in, in me as I show up as a professional is I want to be authentic. I want to walk the talk. If I'm going to tell you to do something, it's because I do it and because I've seen results too because that's just me like I want to be completely authentic and that's the same thing as in this story everything that I shared with you even if it sounds really crazy and extreme and like oh my gosh the difference like even like I said my before and after picture is mind-boggling I think I've had um, people repost it on like their Instagram pages and and things like that um, because it is it's a drastic change Um, and I'm telling you right now, I didn't Photoshop anything. I didn't change anything. Same lighting, no makeup looks, you know, it's amazing. Like I'm, I'm not, you know, I went into this very hopeful, very hopeful, but also wanted to be realistic. I was like, if this isn't it, that's fine. I, I, you know, I'm going to have to get these things is coming up on my 10 years or my time to replace them anyways. And I don't want to keep doing surgery. So I'm just going to take them out, see what happens if how this affects my health. And I've been so pleasantly surprised. Like this is 110, a best decision for me, regardless of how my boobs look like this was gave me back my life like that's how I feel I'm like I got another chance at life I I know that sounds really corny it sounds extreme but that's how I feel it feels like I can my body can breathe I feel at peace I feel calm I feel like myself and I actually can't remember the last time I felt this good it's been years and it's just it's it's amazing um so kind of leave you with that and um 
If you want to learn more about breast implant illness, I have some resources. Like I said, on my Instagram, mom is sitting strong, but also there's a website. It's healingbreastimplantillness.com. I got a lot of information from there. Also, there is a wonderful uh, Facebook group. It's called Breast Implant Illness and Healing by Nicole. And that is actually, Nicole is the person that runs healingbreastimplantillness.com. And she is a big advocate for BII. Um, She does a lot of, takes a lot of stance as far as like with the FDA um, towards getting um, better consent for us, for actually having this recognized as a thing. There is also a cancer that is associated breast implant, um, breast implant associated lymphomic. Gosh, it's it's a cancer. It's, I'm gonna totally mess it up, but it's it's a cancer of the immune system that didn't exist until breast implants. It's been highly as, as associated with textured, but now the FDA is saying it's associated with all implants. That was another big push for why I decided to get my implants out. And you know, this is a cancer that forms around the tissue of the breast implant. Like there's no, like I said, this was breast implant. This is a cancer that was created from implants, which is mind boggling. So, um, you can get more information from that on her website. Also, if you're somebody that's thinking about getting an explant, there is a great list of surgeons on that website as well. That's where I got my list of surgeons. You can also go into that uh, group. Um, there's also a group that's like breast implant illness in Texas. I joined that group too to kind of decide what doctor I wanted to go to. And like I said, I'm very pleased with Dr. Rye out of Dallas. Like even if you just want to use him for something else, like a tummy tuck, I'm not saying plastic surgery is bad. I am not. I just, I'm really against putting foreign objects in your body. Now, another good resource to see how that can affect like foreign things in your body is there's a documentary on Netflix. It's called The Bleeding Edge and it's all about medical devices. It will blow your mind. I did a, a Facebook, oh, not a Facebook, a um, a podcast episode. I think it's like my second one. It's like Bye Bye Implants Part 2. And I do talk a lot about that documentary. I talk about like the history of how breast implants were um I guess approved by the FDA and the loopholes that it was approved through. Like it's a, I did some research after watching that show and was very um, saddened by what I found out about how my implants were approved or how all implants and how medical devices and how they're really not safe. I feel like us women are the guinea pigs, you know, Um, we really are. And now it's starting to be known that these things are causing health issues, you know? So, uh, unfortunately uh, the FDA is not taking as much action. I don't think as they need to, they, they haven't even banned textured implants, which have been solely linked to, um, that breast implant. I mean that, yeah, breast implant associated cancer, which other countries have already banned those implants, but yet the FDA still allows those things to be used here in in the United States. So it just makes you realize that you need to be your best advocate for health. Um, I had doctors tell me that there was nothing wrong with me. My blood work is perfect, but I knew something was wrong. There was something. And based on my research, I concluded that that was my breast implants that were probably doing that. Um, And it was me that I had to stand up for my health and be an advocate for me because nobody else is going to know you better than you, right? And I'm really glad I went with my gut instinct because 
because there was moments at first that I was like, why, like, is this really the right thing to do? Um, because I was risking, like, I, I love my implants. Like the way I looked with implants, I really did like the way it looked. And for years I was a big advocate of implants. I was like telling women, oh yeah, like, you know, it's great. Like, and I feel stupid now, but I, I didn't know what I knew, you know, and, and I totally apologized to all those women if you were somebody at one point in time where I was like encouraging you to get breast implants or telling you that they're amazing and awesome, I really apologized. I didn't know. I didn't, you know. Um, and so unfortunately, um, that's the the world we live in, right? Um, sometimes those things happen, especially. So we just need to, like I said, you need to be your own advocate for your health and do what you think is best. And I hope that you found my journey inspiring. If you are somebody that is dealing with um, breast implant illness or um, if you are somebody that has implants, just take this with for what it is and kind of keep it in the back of your head. If you start to have symptoms, then you kind of know maybe more or less what could be happening, especially if you go to the doctor, all your paperwork's coming back normal, right? I was getting all these autoimmune type issues. Like I gave you that whole list of symptoms and to, for me to walk in a doctor's office and a doctor tell me, oh, no, you're perfectly healthy. Your t- labs are fine. It's like, no, no, no. Like, this is not healthy. Like, if being feeling like you're about to have the flu every day is not healthy. <laughs> it's not at all. So this was my way of paying it forward. And I'm going to leave you guys with that. And thank you so much for all of you that have supported me throughout this journey. Even if you thought maybe I was a little batshit crazy (laughs) for thinking my implants were making me sick. But I am happy to say that, you know, they were happy to say in the sense that they were because I got them out and I feel better. Like that would have totally sucked. That's why I'm, I was joking with some of my friends and I was like, man, it would have sucked to get those implants out and my boobs look crappy and I still feel like crap. Like that would have totally sucked. And they're like, yeah, you know, so it just, like I said, it's, it's, um, it's been a journey. It's been a lot of healing. Um, as you can tell, I'm not, I don't feel bad about how my implant, I mean, how my breasts look now after implants, it was totally worth it. Um, so if you're somebody that's worried about that too, uh, if you, if you have a very supportive husband that truly loves you, it's not going to change things. And you know what, you're going to look how you were meant to look and that's fine. We all came in this world one way that we were supposed to be and And you know what, for some of us, it just, we weren't well endowed in the, um, breast area and that was me and I'm, I'm fine with that now. So going to bring back itty bitty titties. <laughs> All right, guys, I will see you in um, next week's episode. Bye for now. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode of the Mama's New Shang podcast. If you found this helpful or enjoyed the show, please leave me a review and tell me about it. I'd love to hear from you. Also, if you want to get started, go over to mamasthenewstrong.com forward slash free meal plan to download your one week meal plan that will help you kickstart fat loss and promote lean muscle, plus help you save five hours around meal planning all while eating healthy with your family. Until next time, go out there and be the strong mom that you are.